Thanks for joining us on the New Beginnings Podcast, where our goal is to help people connect with Christ. We hope you enjoy listening. So glad that you're here this morning. This series has been so good. I, I to me, I don't know why we we somehow stumbled into this and we started on this series just uh, a couple weeks ago, and and it's been so good. I, I feel like that um, as I get a sense of the world around me and I watch the news and I see what's going on in in our town and in our country and in the world that we live in, that there has been some things that we used to have especially as Christ followers, and we have lost or forgotten. And I think for us as as Christ followers, we need to unearth these things, rediscover these things, embrace these things again, and begin to lead the way in some of these incredible virtues. Two weeks ago, we opened this idea called honor, that honor was an incredible virtue that we used to have, and we've just kind of lost it. And the ability for us to look at another human being, and even though they're different from us and we disagree with them on so many things, we can disagree without dishonoring them. And today, I want to say just because of social media, we have the ability to do that unlike any other because it's so easy i was i was looking at a buddy of mine's facebook post last night he's like lives in kentucky and he's just on blast on this other politician that that they don't agree with and like it just gets nasty and it gets mean and he gets name calling you're like whoa 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 i thought this was a christ follower and yet he's and i'm just seeing like we have the ability because we would never say that to their face probably (laughs) we but but because we can do it in these kind of open forms we can just be rude and nasty and mean and listen to me i think as christ followers we need to lead the way in honoring people regardless of the color of their skin or what position in life they have or where they're at on the socioeconomic ladder or what where they where what aisle they fall to politically like that listen to me as a christ follower we look at them and we honor not because of who they are we honor but because of who we are Because that's what God has called us to do, is to look at another human being and give them a level of respect and dignity simply because they're made in the image and likeness of God and Christ died for them. Not that we have to embrace everything they believe or celebrate every or honor everything that they do or believe, but we honor them as people. I'm t- it's just huge. Something needs to change, and it needs to begin with us. On, on last week, we talked about the idea of purity, that purity is a forgotten virtue, that literally we live in a society that's so sexually charged and distorted and perverted even that we don't even know. If you were to ask most young people and say, hey, what does sexual purity mean, and what would that line, and where would that look, they couldn't even define it for you many of them they wouldn't even truly know but what if christ followers begin to set the standard and say hey look we know that you're outsiders and you don't believe what we believe but this is what we believe is the standard of purity and we became in essence the leaders in these incredible kind of lost virtues and so today we take a look at our third one which is what i wanted to say is the is the it's one of the most pivotal because it's one of the ones that i think god cares about most everybody say integrity All right, now don't get quiet on me up in here. Listen to me. I know that this is not, this is not the series where I, you figure out how to get more blessed or more loved or more grace or more, you know, and you're like, woo! You know, it's not, I get that it's not that serious. This is a challenging series. This is me as your pastor trying to call believers and Christ followers to say, hey, it's time to step it up. Because we're no longer leading in the world, we're following. And it's time that we begin to lead, not just with honor and purity, we lead with integrity. As a matter of fact, I'll prove it to you just this week. Um, I was at the gym, and as I go into the gym, I am now a gym nerd. And you know the way that I know that I'm a gym nerd now? Is gym nerds have bags that they carry into the gym. 
And the reason why they have bags is because they carry a bunch of stuff that only gym nerdy people. So I've got like, I've got like straps and bands and, and, and special belts and clips. And I got, and then you want, you know, then you got to have a place for your water and your keys and your phone. And so you got all this stuff. You can't just carry that around. You got to now be a nerdy guy and have a gym bag. Does that? But in my gym bag, I forgot to put a new water in my gym bag. So I'm like, no big deal. They got water at the gym. I'll just buy one. And so I get up to the counter and no one's there. So I grab the water. I'm at the counter. It's like two bucks, right? And I'm thinking, you know, you're looking for some customer service right about now. You're looking for somebody to hook you up and help you out. And just, I just want my water so I can go be a gym nerd. And, and, and so I finally look over and there's two employees back in the corner. I don't know what they're doing, but they're over in the corner and they're in their little office and nobody's at the front desk. So I'm like, fine, I'll just wa- I'll walk over. And so I'm like, you know, I'm having to like do this to get their attention so that I can pay my $2 so that I can get my water and go get my workout. And the young man comes out and he's like a really nice young man. And he comes out and he goes, hey, what, what can I help you for? I was like, hey, man, I just wanted to pay for this water. He goes, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll help you out. And he's walking over and he goes, man, that's so cool that you did that. He goes, most people would have just taken the water. You actually came and got me so you could pay two bucks. Man, that's really cool. And I'm like, you're welcome. You know, I, I just, I still just want to go work out, you know. And, 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 and it dawned on me, here's a young man who, who is, is probably only about 20, 21 years old, but in his mind, it's an exceptional thing for somebody to do the right thing instead of it being a normal thing. Are you hearing me today? It's just two bucks. It's not that big of a deal. So, so I, you know, but for him, there was like a shift in his mind that said, wow, man, that's unusual today. And when integrity is not usual, I'm telling you what, this gives you the opportunity as a believer to stand out amongst the crowd and be different and begin to lead the world in the area of integrity. If you know what I'm talking about, this is what integrity means by the way we'll define is integrity is when your behavior matches your beliefs. And here's, here's what I know about you. You like integrity. You just like it when other people have it, right? You want your boss to have integrity, right? You don't want me to beat you up about it, but other people, you, you want your political leaders? Like how many times today in our society is there a political leader who's gotten caught up in a scam or a controversy or some new something gate or, or, or whatever because they literally lacked integrity. They didn't do what they said they were going to do. How many times in our culture today is there a sports athlete who's now caught cheating and he's got PEDs and he's been on this? Or how many times is there a person who got into some type of marital scandal and then it's just a big mess because ultimately somebody somewhere lacked integrity when their beliefs and their behavior and their values they all aligned because ultimately that's that's what integrity is it's different than reputation reputation is what is what people think you are integrity is what you actually are there's a difference it's even slightly different than than honesty when you think about it honesty is 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 a part of integrity but integrity is a little bit different honesty is when your words match with reality does that make sense so if you experience an event and then somebody said what happened, you would tell the truth and you would be honest about what happened. Are you hearing me? Integrity is actually when, when events match up with your words, meaning I said something, I believed something, and then I let my life follow through on it. Are you, are you hearing me today? And so, so this is the idea of integrity. And listen, all throughout history, we can find these glaring moments where like P. 
People lost integrity. And I'm telling you what, whenever we lack integrity, people suffer. The world suffers. Our relationship suffers. As a matter of fact, when you go back, think about in 1987, there was this incident that happened with the Marine Corps. Now, now the, the, the Marine Corps is like the, the gold standard of military, it's like what we have a high expectation for. We, we think it's some of the best military training in all the free world. But yet in 1987, there were two U.S. Marine Guards at the U.S. Embassy in Moscow. And they walked Soviet spies into the, the U.S. Communications Center. I mean, list of agents were exposed, plans, codes, the, 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 the damage they said, you could even calculate it. All the plans they had in the area that had to be immobilized, and, and all this happened. And you would think, what would cause these two men, these two incredible soldiers that had the finest training, what would cause them to like, what, was it like threat of their life or nuclear holocaust or something? No, it was sex. Because they lacked the integrity to do what was right simply because it was right. You ever heard the story of the, of the, the Challenger space shuttle? How many of you remember that as a kid? Maybe you have to be at least probably my age or older. I was, I was probably seven or eight when it happened. But in 1987, it was this incredible event in, in American history. They had this space shuttle that was going to go up. And it was, it was a chilly Tuesday morning. And because of the, the cold and the chill, which is unlike what they would experience normally in Florida... Some of the engineers went with their concerns and they said, hey, we think some of the seals might be a little bit like, like frosty or something. And I don't know that this is a good idea. And they took it to the higher ups and they began to say, hey, look, we need to like maybe look into this. And it turns out in the, in the reports afterwards that, that actually other people agreed with the engineers and said that, that we need to back off this thing. But the planners and the executives are like, we've got too much money invested. Go through it anyway. And so power trumps reason and integrity is the victim. 70 seconds into their flight, all of a sudden one of the gas things catches fire and explodes. Everybody dies. And for an hour, ash is covering the waters over Florida. Because people lack integrity. When you think this is maybe, the, the, the illustration I think is maybe most pertinent is, is that when we think about our lives being things that we try to build, the Great Wall of China was something that the Chinese people built because they had these kind of barbarians in the south and they thought we need to protect ourselves. So they built this big, huge wall. And I'm talking about, you know, one of the few things you can see from, from space. I mean, this thing is huge, it's massive, it is long, it is thick. And they thought it's so tall, nobody can climb over. It is so thick, nobody can bust through it. We have built ourselves a wall. And yet within the first 100 years of the wall, they were invaded three times. Nobody ever climbed over it. Nobody ever busts through it. They bribed guards. And this is what life sometimes looks at. You try to build a life. You try to build a great marriage. You try to build a great family. You try to build a great career or a business or whatever. You think, I've, I'm trying to do all this. And see, when you have cracks in your character, when you have cracks in your integrity, I'm telling you, the whole thing can crumble simply in these moments where you decided that you would compromise what you believe for some type of minimal and short-term gain. This is the idea of integrity. Is that, is that we do what we say we were going to do. That we do what is right simply because it's right. Because that's what God has asked of us. As a matter of fact, if you have your Bible, let's go to the book of Psalms real quick. Because when you look at this, this portion of the book of Psalms, David gives this beautiful description of the man or woman of God that really does hold to their integrity. Listen to these words. Psalms 15 verse 1 says this. Lord, who may dwell... In your sanctuary, 
Verse 2, he whose walk is blameless, that's integrity. He does what is righteous, that's integrity. Who speaks the truth from his heart. He has no slander on his tongue, that's integrity. Who does his neighbor no wrong, that's integrity. He casts no slur on his fellow man, that's it's integrity. Who despises a vile man, but honors those who fear the Lord. Who, listen to this, this is the best part of the whole thing. Who keeps his oath even when it hurts. That's integrity. Because integrity says, I will do what is right regardless of the circumstances. Regardless of at times where it'll set me back. Regardless of how much it might cost me in that moment. How much I might lose. How much I might even suffer. Even if it hurts me, I will do what is right. Verse 5, who lends his money without usury or does not accept a bribe against the innocent. Listen to this. He who does these things will never be shaken. See, this is what God wants of us. God wants us to live a life of integrity. And, and again, so, so, so let's talk about this real quick here. And because I just want to be really, really clear. When we talk about integrity, here's what I want you to know. Is that integrity is an act of the will. Does that make sense? Integrity is an act of the will. You're going to have to come to a moment in your life where you choose to do something right simply because it's right. And so if you sit back, what you don't want to do is this. You don't want to be the Christian who says, I'm going to worship the Lord and just pray uh, that that God's going to give me supernatural integrity. I, I don't think that's going to happen because God has asked that of you. Does that make sense? Like there's certain things that God's going to do because he's God. There's certain things that only God can do like the miraculous, but there's certain things that he has put on you. And one of them is maintaining your integrity. And and here's what, here's what I mean by that. When you look at the root word of the word integrity, it's actually, are you math people? It's the word integer. What is an integer? Does anybody math class? It's been a few years. It's a whole number. Does that make sense? So a whole, a whole number, and this is what integrity means. It, it's a sense of wholeness within you. It's ultimately when you have certain beliefs that create values that lead to actions. Does that make sense? So you, how many know you start with a belief, something that you believe to be true? Does that make sense? Like, let's go here. Let's just keep it real simple. We believe, I believe because the Bible teaches me and God, 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 God teaches me that lying is wrong, right? That's one of the big Ten Commandments. You know, thou shalt not lie. That whole, so, so lying is wrong. That's my belief. But what happens is, is that if I truly believe it, it becomes a value and a conviction. Something that I don't just believe in my mind, but I feel strongly about in my heart. And then all of a sudden, it moves into my actions. Therefore, when I have the opportunity to lie so that I might have gain or lie to get out of getting in trouble, I go ahead and just do it even if it hurts. And so now what I've got is I've got wholeness between my beliefs, my convictions, and my actions. They're all in perfect alignment. Does that make sense? But some of us, if we get caught, though, we get caught where we would say something like, well, I'm out, I believe lying's wrong. I mean, of course, of course, of course, lying's wrong. But I man, it's like a white lie. So it was just a little one. Or no one was ever going to know. Or no one, I'd never get caught. Or I wouldn't get found out. Or, but you know how much that money that was going to cost me if I just would just present the information a little bit differently. Maybe I didn't even lie. I just didn't tell the whole truth. And we have these ways of justifying, these ways of kind of explaining away why we would lack our integrity. And this is what is the idea of this is now we're not whole anymore. We're broken. We say we believe this, but actually in our heart, we didn't really feel it. And so we ended up doing something completely different. You know what the Bible would say to this? Because think about what the opposite of integrity is. The opposite of integrity it's hypocrisy. 
I'll, I'll, I'll prove it to you. So, so Jesus addresses this idea. Jesus addresses the idea that there are hypocrites in this world. Now, this is the thing that most Christians get blamed for, isn't it? Because the world, see, the difference between you and the world is this, is that the world has no true standard of belief or conviction. Because when you don't believe in God, do you know what your moral standard is? It's just whatever you choose it to be. Because there is no absolute moral authority in the earth. Therefore, whatever, whatever your moral authority is in life, is just you, right? Because you don't adhere to God, so your moral authority is you. Well, the problem is this, is when your moral authority is you, you just get to make up whatever you want to do, whatever you want to feel on that day. Does that make sense? And so because you're Christ followers, the world looks at you different. And they say, no, no, you have a standard of belief. You have things that you claim to be, and you even tell other people to do it, and then you guys fall and fail at it all the time. And it's true, and that's okay. We're, listen, we don't get into heaven by being perfect. We get into heaven because of who Jesus is. But because we follow Jesus, our goal is to be the most integrous people in, in the planet, and those integrous people that you, you can find. Like, Because I'm telling you what, you want your boss, you want your employer, you want your neighbor to have integrity. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. I want you to be that boss of integrity. I want you to be that dad with integrity. I want you to be that employee that you don't have to worry about how many post-it notes are they taking home in their purse. You know what I mean? Like that. I, I, Jesus, Jesus said it like this. As a matter of fact, when you look at what Jesus said, Jesus, I'm going to shock some of y'all. Jesus was harder on the religious hypocrite than he was the prostitute. Why don't you think about that for a second? This was a big deal to God. And listen to what he says here. This is, he's challenging a group of people. This is in Matthew chapter 23, verse number 25 says this. Woe to you, teachers. Now listen, Jesus encounters a whole bunch of people. This is the people that drives him the craziest. He goes, woe to you, you teachers of the law and you Pharisees. You, everybody say hypocrites. 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 This literally, this is our word. You know what the word they used was? It's, it's the same root word in the Greek, but it literally just meant actor. So it wasn't hypocrite in the way you and I think. They just say, no, no, you, you, you're an actor. You're a phony. He was so angry at these people because they claimed one thing but lived another. And they would put these heavy burdens on the people that they ought to live away. But then they didn't do it themselves. And he goes, man, y'all better. You know what woe means? Woe means hold on. You're going to get yours. That's what woe means. Woe to you, teachers of all you Pharisees, you actors, you phonies. You clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside... They're full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear, again, this is, this is what it really, it's, it's, it's having alignment, meaning what I say I believe, what I feel in my heart, and what I do, they're all the same. He goes, you're not like that. But the outside, you appear, your reputation at least, you appear to be as righteous, but on the inside, you're full of hypocrisy. And wickedness. And so he's challenging these, these religious leaders. They're like, hey, look, you guys are the worst. I mean, a prostitute, at least they say what they are. They believe what they are. And they do what they are. Y'all are worse than them in that sense. Because you believe one thing. You even teach and preach one thing. And yet you live something completely different. You're a phony. And so Jesus challenges, look, for you to follow Christ, I want you to the, to the greatest of your ability to know that you're going to have to make a decision. Integrity is an act of the will. You're not going to feel it, maybe. You're not going to like it sometimes, but you're going to dig down deep and say, I'm going to simply do what is right, because that is what God has called me to do. And here's the deal. I want you to know this, is that when you do, God is going to bless you. 
I promise you this. God is looking for men and women of integrity, and here's why. It's because integrity, and you know this to be true, there are certain people that you know, and you maybe only know one or two of them, that are of such moral integrity and character that you would trust them with your life, you'd trust them with your kids, you'd trust them with your bank account. And you would know, you know what? I got a couple of people in my life like that. I trust them with any aspect of my life and know that they wouldn't take advantage of me. Not because I'm great, but because they have incredible integrity. And you know that integrity produces this trust. And when you have that level of trust, people follow you. Isn't that what this is really all about? Is that God's trying to set you up for success because if God can trust you, God wants to give you more. But he also wants to position you in the world so that you have such incredible integrity that other people trust you. Listen to this, five blessings of integrity. Let's go through these real quick here. If you're taking notes, this is gonna be good. Number one is this. The Bible says in Proverbs 2, 7, it says that God stores up sound wisdom for those with integrity. The first blessing of integrity is this, is that God just trusts you. And so since God trusts you, he's going to give you more. And the greatest thing that you could probably have in life, or one of them at least, is wisdom and God's wisdom. And this is what God says, look, 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 because you did what was right simply because it was right, because you did the hard thing in the hard situation simply to honor me and to do and to be upright before me, I want you to know that that's huge to me. And now I want to bless you with more. And it's going to start with wisdom. Number two is this. The Bible says that the way of the Lord is strength for the upright. I'm telling you this, that when you begin to live as a person of integrity, there is a strength about you. And it's a strength of identity is really what I think it is. It's this sense of I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know what God's called me to do. I know what's right, and I'm going to simply do it. And I have the strength to pull that off. Because my integrity has created this perfect alignment. I'm not, I'm not having like these weird, I don't know who I am moments. I'm not having an identity crisis. No, I have the strength of identity because I know my beliefs, I know my convictions, and I know my actions follow, and they are in perfect alignment. Number three is this. The Bible says he who walks with integrity walks, everybody say securely. Like there's a certain security. I just want you to know like this is just kind of a byproduct of living with integrity. People with integrity are usually not worried about the cops. I know this because when I was a young man, I was a nefarious character. When I was a young man, I did illegal things. When I was a young man, I did foolish things. When I, did young, when I was a young man, I looked at police. I'm like, oh, crap, dude, put that out. And so, dude, get rid of it. Throw it away. And whenever I saw a cop, I was always like, dude, 5-0, 5-0. Roll down the window. You know, whatever it was. You're seeing what my teenage life was like. And I was always worried. And I was always, let me help you real quick here. People with integrity, they don't worry about getting caught. What would I get caught doing? What is right? I mean, if you're going to put me in jail for doing what's right, then I mean, I, okay, I mean, I guess. But I don't, I'm not worried about that because I know I did the integrous thing. I did what was right and I'm not into goofy. Like I'm not worried about my wife getting on my phone and finding out who I've been talking to or tracking my movement. I'm not worried about that. Track me wherever you want. I promise you. I'm, apparently, I'm a gym nerd. I play golf. I'm at the office. I mean, I don't, there's only three places I go in life, really. Those are the three. I'm at home, church, golf course. That's it's gym. That's four. So, so that, that's it. I'm not, wor- I'm not worried if like somebody, uh, you know, if one of the elders is like, Todd, we need to talk. We found, what would you find? You didn't find nothing. I remember I had this incident where somebody called me up, anon- this is years ago, somebody called me up anonymously. 
it hacked me off. I was so mad it ruined dinner. Because they called me up anonymously, wouldn't tell me who they were are, but they were like, well, we heard that you were da-da-da. I'm like, what? Who are you? How did you get my, what are you talking about? And I'm like, here, let me just help you out real quick here. Because you're a coward and you don't even tell me who you are, just help you out real quick here. You have no idea what you're talking about. Nothing that you're saying is true. You have a, a person who is a liar misleading you. And I'm not, I'm not worried about any of it because none of it is true. See, when you, when you live a life of integrity, you're not, you're not worried because it's not true to be. I, I don't, I, I, so I just walk with security. Let's keep going here. Number four is this. The Bible says that the integrity of the upright will guide them. Remember, I say guidance. So God's going to give you wisdom. God's going to give you strength. God's going to give you security in life. And he's going to give you guidance because here's what you need to know. Most of God's will... Most of God's plan for your life is not mysterious. It is quite simply laid out by what we would call the moral will of God. Most of your life decisions are already pre-made if you'll just trust your heavenly father. Because when you get into these circumstances, now listen to me, every once in a while you're like, okay, do I go to that university or that university? Do I take this job or that job? There are some that fall outside of this, but so many of our decisions simply come down to, did I do the integrous thing? Did I live in God's ways and just do what was right as he defined right? And that guided me 80% of the time. 80% of my decisions were made up because I trusted my heavenly father. And that alone gave me guidance in knowing what to do next. Lastly is this. I don't know. There's probably more. But number five will stop at some point. It's 1106 if you're taking medicine. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 7 says this. It says that the righteous man walks in his integrity and his children are blessed after him. I want you to think about that. The fifth real blessing of integrity is this. It's legacy. It's legacy. And if you have a parent or a grandparent or somebody in your family that's lived like this, you know. Because you think there are certain people, when we do their funerals, we have to tiptoe around some things. There are certain people that when you go to their funeral, you're like, man, they're going to have to make up some really good stuff to say about this dude. Because <laughs> we ain't trying to trample on the dead. We're not trying to be rude and dishonor people in that moment of grief. We ain't doing that. We're like, man, oof. And then every once in a while, you find somebody that at their funeral, you can't get people to shut up about how great, how awesome, how faithful. They were married for 80 years, and they, were, they, they, they had this job, and they accomplished this in their life. And you look at their kids and their grandchildren after them, and you look and you're like, man, that man, that woman, they have a legacy faithfulness, of integrity, of, of just, there was something unique about, not, not their personality, but the content of their character. That somehow this funeral just seems to not want to end, and everybody's got a story to tell, and everybody wants to celebrate, and everybody wants to give honor, because this was truly a person of integrity. I'm telling you what, this is what you get, when you live with integrity, this is what you get to do. You don't get to enjoy it at your funeral, you're in heaven, but you, you get other people. Get to live in the legacy and listen to me, when you do that, I'm telling you what, there's generations after you. that they, they make a shift and they make a change even. Because they say, you know what? This is the way mom would have done it. And the mom would have, I'm going to honor mom and I'm going to do the right thing. Or mom would be so proud if I did this. Or dad, I, if I could follow in dad's footsteps, how great would it be? I want you to be that dad. And I want you to be that mom. And I want you to leave a legacy for your kids. And that's what comes in the aftermath of living a life 
of integrity. And this is what God wants for you. He wants this perfect alignment. So uh, here's the question that we all need to ask. This is, the, this is like the, the, the God squeeze my heart part, is what is your integrity worth? Because your integrity, listen to me, has a price attached to it. It might be the price of those post-it notes. It might be the, the price of the salt and pepper shaker that you keep stealing from the restaurant. It might be the price of when you were, when you were cutting corners and when you started overbilling or when you started taking advantage of. I don't, I don't know. I remember being a young man and God asked me this question because I in that moment wanted to so compromise my integrity. I could have, listen, this, this is a story. I'm, in, I'm living in an apartment complex and underneath the apartment is underground parking. And you're, a, you're assigned a parking spot and I'm in my assigned parking spot where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing the right thing. And behind me, there was an empty space from an empty apartment that nobody lived in. And so every day, you know, how many know, like in those underground, they're tight. You know what I mean? They're tight spaces. And so, you, you know, instead of trying to wheel through these tight spaces, I would just back straight up into the empty space and then pull forward because that was easier to get in and out of. Are y'all tracking with me so far? Some not nice person decided that they would not be integrous and they would take the parking space that was closer to the door even though it wasn't theirs. It was a little emerald green Volkswagen Jetta. I know this. Because I backed up like I always did and some knucklehead had gotten into the spot that wasn't their spot and all of a sudden you hear that awful sound. You know that sound, don't you? It's a, it's a crunching it's a crunching sound. And you know there's a pain that shoots from your ears down into your heart. And you're like, oh. And bad words may come out or at least they come to your mind. You're like, no. So I get out. Now, this is the beauty of the story. Is that my bumper and where it was is what hit his vehicle. And it hit him right in the brake light. You know, the red brake light on the back left corner panel. And, and, and my car was not, not even scratch. It was, it, per, it, perf, it was as if God had aligned the heavens. My car wasn't hurt. And Knucklehead, who was doing the wrong thing, he got his. And I'm looking at this like, and, and then the red, the, the red uh, brake light, the plastic is kind of like right there falling on the ground. And I'm like, I could just like sweep that. And, uh, and he would never know. Because this is the type of crack that wasn't big, obvious. I'm like, he'd probably, it might be days before he sees this. He'll, he won't even know. He'll be like, I must have got that at the grocery store. Because you know grocery store people are the worst at banging into your car. Some, some little kids got the doggone grocery cart jamming up in your yep, side panel. So, so I digress. So, so I'm like, and I'm like. Because technically, technically, he was in the wrong place. Technically, And, and I'm like, man, because I, I, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I'm going to have to come out of pocket. So like, and I'm like, so, like, you ever have these moments? You have this, like, you have this wrestling in your heart. And I'm like, man, I should just walk away. It's not a big deal. It was his fault. I have all these justifications and rationalizations and excuses, and they're all brilliant. And God just simply asked me a question. It's one of the few times where I, like, can say, no, I felt God speak to me in that moment. And God asked me this question. He goes, Todd, how much is your integrity worth? <laughs> God, don't ask me that right now. <laughs> I'm having a conflict of conscience. <laughs> don't ask me 
that question. And he goes, no, no, this is a simple question. You, know, you don't, don't feel guilty. Just what's, what is your integrity worth? And I'm like, I'll go put a note. <laughs> so I went and put a note. And I don't know, it probably cost me like 500 bucks to fix the doggone thing. But I just thought that was my moment. That was my defining moment as a young man. Would I do what was right simply because it was right, even if it would cost me something? Because it cost me something. It cost me at least a few hundred bucks. And I thought this was one of those moments where I had the opportunity to do what was right or to go ahead and cash it in and sell out my integrity for probably 500 bucks. So this is the question you have to ask yourself. What is your integrity worth? And I want you to know that to God, it's worth everything. To God, it is huge. It's to God, it is you maintaining your integrity so that you literally open up the windows of heaven over your life so that he can bless you with more. Now, I don't know about you, but I know about me. I I want God to be able to trust me with more. I want God to be able to bless me with more. I want God to be able to elevate my life to a place where like my integrity can maintain the blessing that God has given me. Can I put it like that? Because why would God keep elevating you and elevating you and elevating you if he knew that your integrity couldn't handle, if it, the, the, the structure of your integrity couldn't handle the pressure that would come with where God wants to take you? So today, we need to make a choice. God, I want to be a person, a man or a woman of integrity. I'll close with this. I read something really interesting. I thought it was fascinating. You ever wonder why we, we sign off? We don't necessarily do it too much anymore in, in our day and age. But for, for, for decades, and I don't know how long, we would sign off sincerely, and then we would put our name. You ever wonder why we put that? Like, it, it kind of makes sense to us now, like, I'm just being sincere about what I wrote, maybe, or, you know, but sincerely, do you know where it came from? It's, it's from two Latin words, sincera. And the reason why it became so popular as a sign-off is because it was something that the Roman sculptors used. So a Roman sculptor would build this masterpiece for somebody. Somebody would have paid in advance and say, I want you to build me a sculpture. And so they would make this sculpture. Now, a shady, a shady craftsman would end up with some type of flaw in the, in, the, in the sculpture. And so what they would do is, is in the moment, they would fill it in with wax. And they would use wax to kind of fill in these blemishes and these faults and these bad places in the sculpture. But see, eventually over time, the wax would harden and would eventually crumble. And then the owner's sitting there looking at it like, hey, dude, you totally ripped me off. You gave me a bad sculpture. You didn't give me what I, what I paid for. And so eventually, the Roman sculptors would stand behind their work, and they would write at the end of their letter that went along with the sculpture. At the end of it, they would put sin sera, which literally meant without wax. I want you to know that I'll stand behind my work because I did what I said I would do. That this is what it is. It is without wax. That's the life that Jesus asked of us. Not that we'll be perfect. Listen, we're, we're going to make mistakes and we're going to fall. But that's the beauty of confession, is that when we fall, we get up and we own it. We get up and we confess to God, we confess to the person and we own it, and then we start right from there rebuilding our integrity from that point forward. And I'm telling you, when we live lives of integrity, we begin to lead the world. Because listen to me, all the celebrities and all the politicians and all the, listen, it, it's all across the board where there is people who lack integrity, and I think Christ followers should lead the way. Why not us? Why not now? Lead the way in the realm of honor, in the realm of purity, and yeah, in the realm of integrity. Let's pray this morning. So God, today we have been challenged by your word. Not to be actors in a play, not to be phonies and not to be fakes, but God, to stand 
by our life, to have our beliefs and our convictions and our, our lives all begin to align, that we won't be duplicitous, we won't be acting one way with some people and then be completely different around others just so that we can be liked or accepted. But God, we'll be one. God, we'll be whole. God, help us to become people of integrity. Help us to go out of this place in the moment where our conscience is being challenged, and we're in that struggle and that fight, God, I pray that, Holy Spirit, you would be there to convict. You'd, give, you'd be there just to give us a little bit of strength to push us over the edge, to do what is right, even when it hurts, God. I pray that we would be incredible dads and moms, husbands and wives of integrity, bosses and employees of integrity, that we'll do what's right as you define right. Father, we pray for your help. In Jesus' name. And we all said, can we give the Lord a big hand clap this morning? Thanks again for listening to the New Beginnings Podcast. For more information on New Beginnings Church, please visit us online at nbchurch.tv.